This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. Today's episode, we are drinking a bourbon from Pennsylvania slash Virginia, a distillery called Silverback Distillery, and we are drinking the Blackback Straight Bourbon. Excuse me. Uh, and we're going to get into that in a bit, but before we do, let's get into some business. Uh hit like hit subscribe uh that's one way to support us normally we talk about patreon instagram all those things maybe if you just subscribe we'd like you more no i'm kidding but um but yeah that's just one way to support us is hit the subscribe button and just you know when we put out our uh episodes every monday you'll get a little alert and then you can listen on in and um, tell your friends. So that's one way you can support us this week. We won't get into all the rest. But if you do want to hit up Patreon.com, it's Patreon.com slash ChillFiltered. And uh, that's the business. Here's the podcast. Robbie, how's it going? Dude, it's uh, so good to be drinking whiskey with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been like the busiest week ever. I did the same thing I did a couple weeks ago where I totally missed what whiskey would you choose Wednesday? And it happened on a Thursday. It's been one of those kind of weeks, <laughs> but uh, it's been busy. Um, my mother-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, and my brother-in-law, he bought a house in Eagle, and yeah. she's she's selling her house near us in Boise and moving into their house. So it's been a busy week getting her moved and family stuff going on, and then work stuff. I've had a lot of extra meetings this week, so. It's definitely been a busy week, but it's been a good week. Um, yeah, um, Chelsea's had had to work a little extra this week too, which added to it. But I had a, a couple extra days with the girls, and um, nice. we, we kind of like it was funny when we, uh, when Amara came back with us from Ethiopia. She was definitely a mommy's girl. I think most kids are mommy's yeah. kids to, for the most part. And then like we had this summer together because I teach and Chelsea kept working. And mm-hmm. since, so was it like March 13th? So Friday the 13th in March, that's when we've been out of school and I've been home since then. And from then till now, like the girls are kind of becoming daddy's girls a little uh-huh. bit. So it's been awesome. Like this week, like they just like in instances where they'd be like, I want my mommy. They'd be like, daddy, you know? Aww. So yeah. So it's been kind of cool this week. A lot of time with the girls and then, uh, had a lot of meetings this week and getting prepped for and Amar and I've been watching a, have you done like, so I know like at the beginning of the whole like stay at home orders, like the whole like Marvel chronological order thing came out. People were doing that. Yeah. Amar and I I started that. So we've been doing that. We got through a couple more this week. So that's been fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been so much fun because Amara's finally like really liking superheroes and like she's, Uh, Iron Man, I said, like, we were talking to family, and I was like, she loves Iron Man. She's like, I don't love Iron Man, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she likes sorry, Iron Man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. She's growing up. Uh, but uh, uh, she likes Iron Man, and she likes Captain America, and she likes uh, Black Widow. So those are her nice. superheroes right now. So that's been fun. We watched a couple of those movies. And other than that, it's been a busy, but... Just kind of chill week when it's not been too busy, so it's been pretty good, man. How's your week been? 
It's been good. Uh, we got, I got my smoker. Oh, pellet uh, pal. This week. Yeah. On Monday. And uh, I smoked a pork shoulder yesterday and learned a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, oh. I think I undercooked it. Not undercooked like meat wise, but I think I undersmoked it. Like it should have been smoked falling, a little longer. Falling off the bone, kind of pulling apart. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't yet. And I didn't know that until I cut into it and let it rest for a while. So I wasn't going to throw it back in the smoker, but I made the best of it. I kind of chopped it, like almost like a chopped brisket, but it was a pulled pork. Uh, so yeah, that was good. Learned a lot. I kind of did some troubleshooting online and figured out that. I should have probably set the temperature a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. you know, you live and you learn and we got plenty of meat right now, even in this meat shortage potentially. Yeah. And, um, I know what a see. great time to buy smokers is right in a meat shortage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but that's w- why my wife was like, we, bu- we got to buy some meat and I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> um, and then work's been decent. Work's been pretty slow, but good. And then, I was so excited. I told you about my friend who uh, is was, and I think, I don't know if I mentioned he got engaged, but he was like ready to get engaged. And I'm like, dude, let's do this. And he's the dude that with married the, whis- the girl or yeah. is marrying the girl with the whiskey at the, at the wedding. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember that. <laughs> yes. With the hundred plus year old whiskey at the wedding. Oh, and, uh, man. And so I, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I will be completely honest. I am much more excited just to be at that wedding. But he asked me this week to be his groomsman, which will probably be yes. the last wedding I am asked to be a groomsman at. Are but that's okay old? because that's a- he's like, oh, yeah. You're getting old. You're getting up there, man. No, it's, it's about time I'm tapping out. Like people don't, people are either married and friends with me or uh, feel bad for me and are not married. So. Yeah, but there's one left, apparently, that, that likes me enough to ask me to be a part of his wedding. So I was so excited. And the funny thing is, he, he, he it was like over a month before he asked me, before it was since he got engaged. And so I'm like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. He's probably not going to ask me. And I'm like oh, surrendering in my own heart about this. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's okay. I can still go to the wedding and have a blast. I don't have to be a part of any of that. It's just... I, I love the guy. He loves me. It's great. We're great friends. And then he asked me, and I'm like, no! So <laughs> um, that was exciting. Uh, it's been very hot in Phoenix. It's been usually over 100 every day now uh, for a good few hours. And so the sad thing was my peppers today. Everyone, the listeners Uh-oh. out there know I Uh-oh. love my peppers that I'm growing in my backyard. And there was sun scorching. First time I've ever experienced sun scorching um, on the the actual fruit. Oh, uh, and I had to throw away four pieces of, or four uh, peppers today because I need to. They got sun scorched to the point where they're unrecoverable. Uh, but then also I need to get like a sun shade where it lets through half the light because the light will do fine. Oh, okay. But the UV is really killing the actual fruit, that so I need to protect them. You got to go out and lather them up in sunscreen every day. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's <laughs> just too much. So I'd rather just get them a little visor, you know, like just right over their head. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, it's been a good week. I am really excited. I, actually, a big shout out to Bryce Morita, not related to um, Pat Morita, but they're both Japanese, which is cool. Uh, Bryce, I, I want to tell I want to tell our listeners about Bryce Morita. First time I met Bryce Morita 
was the summer of 2007. And it was in New Orleans. And he exposed me to great things like uh, Willie D's Cadillac Custard. Uh, cool. They're no longer around, apparently. Uh, beignets. Showed me great things, this man. Uh, he used to work for basically Habitat for Humanity oh, down nice. in um, post-Katrina, New Orleans. And yeah, it was great. He like just what a guy. Um, just helping out for a few years, I believe, down there. And yeah, I loved my time in New Orleans, and and he was a great part of that. And then he moved to, I believe, uh, Philly a little bit after that. Uh, and then he moved to uh, Allentown area, Pennsylvania. I want to say Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And he lives near Stroudsburg. I think it's Stroudsburg. I I'm. I think that's what it is, uh, Pennsylvania. And Stroudsburg is where one of the locations of the distillery we're drinking today, drinking from today, is. And that's the Silverback Distillery. But all in all, this to say, thank you, Bryce, for sending us this sample of yeah, Silverback thank you. Blackback bourbon. So, for yeah, sure. Bryce, you're the man. Big shout out. <laughs> um, that's all I got. I think that's my life right now. Um, Anything big going on? Well, uh, I, so I, I look forward to coming out to Boise at some point this summer. So Chelsea has, for. yeah, I talked to her the other day and she's like, she's looking at her schedule. So I'll get back to you on that. But okay. Yeah, no worries. I, got, I do need to do a little shout out. It's uh, today is my we're recording on a Thursday. It's the seventh. It's my okay. nephew, Declan. They just, the, uh, my brother-in-law, John and my yeah. sister-in-law they just moved out here. So it's his fifth birthday today. And then uh, nice. I'm super excited going back to our, the smokers. Um, I got a new recipe. I'm gonna try with the uh, with a tri tip tomorrow. Do a little, uh, a little applewood on the tri tip, and then Yo. I got like they were saying like afterwards do a sear in a uh, cast iron skillet with some butter and some rosemary, and it's kind of cool. I uh, I was like, oh man, I can't couldn't find my own cast iron skillet, so I dug out the wife's in law her grandpa's cast iron skillet that I nice. stole from his house. Yeah, so it'd be kind of fun. I'm excited because it's a uh, um, so it would be Declan's great Papa, uh, Papa Kessler, his cast iron skillet will finish the tri-tip I'm bringing over there tomorrow. So nice. Is, yeah. And I think it's just in general, it's just a nice time of year. Got the grills going, yeah. got the smokers going. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's a good time of year. So I'm super excited. It's a fun time to drink. Like, honestly, like I think I've had a drink pretty much every single day this week. Um, yeah, not always whiskey. I've been drinking a lot of tequila this week because it was Taco Tuesday or you know, Cinco de Mayo. Nice. I said Taco Tuesday, <laughs> it was huh. Cinco de Mayo. It's the same, yeah. So it was fun. So, no, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time of year, folks. So, hopefully, things don't have you too locked up where you can't enjoy this, the weather and some drink. But, yeah, definitely doing that myself. So, I had a cocktail today that was delicious. Ooh, what'd you make? And it was a new one. So, it's called the Blinker. Okay, and it's rye whiskey higher proof rye whiskey uh what is it called uh grenadine Mm -hmm. that's what it's called right there is i don't know that's what you use but there is a drink or a syrup called a grenadine yeah grenadine syrup yeah yeah, that's i'm like did i say that wrong and then it's got grenadine uh and then it's got what in the world was left oh um wow grapefruit juice Oh, and I, so the cool thing was is that I had uh, some rye, but then I also uh, my friend has a few grapefruit trees, so oh, I like picked them myself and nice. squeezed them myself, 
And then I also made the grenadine syrup myself uh, with, uh, what's it called? Uh, pomegranate juice. Yeah. So it was delicious. Yeah, I was like amazing. thinking to myself, if whiskey had notes of what I'm drinking right now, this would be one of the greatest whiskeys ever. Oh, I love, I, I love grapefruit and whiskey. Yeah, I, it it's works. one of my favorites. I love it. Yeah. I discovered it today, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I thought it would be way too sour, but it was perfect. It, well, like I've, not, not really bitter. It was, I mean, it was a little bit of bitter, but it was like perfect amount. I love, uh, well, I think it it does a good job cause it's, it's a, like grapefruit is a subtle sweetness, right? Mm, and I think that's, yeah. I think for me at least that goes great with whiskey where it's like, it's not like overpowering. It's just there and it does add a little bit of bitter. Like it has more of a complex taste, I would say, which goes well with whiskey. For sure. So I've never made yeah. my own grenadine syrup, but I've always wanted to. So. Oh, it's easy, bro. Was it? Hey, when we go up there, we'll, we'll bring you some or, or okay. bring you the ingredients. Perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 Um. Let's close it up here because there is actually a lot of history and you wouldn't expect it from a smaller distillery, but I'll explain why there's a lot today after this break. Hey, Cole. Yeah. How's your crotch feeling? Oh, it's uh, normal as usual. Normal? You gotta do better than that, man. You gotta try on some MeUndies. Go to MeUndies and check us, check them out. My crotch has felt great. Cole's feels normal. Mine feels great. If you want a Robbie crotch, go to MeUndies and type in the promo code CHILLFILTERED and get yourself a pair of great feeling undies that make your crotch feel great. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Filtered, you know, the podcast. So we are drinking, like I mentioned before, Silverback Distillery's Blackback Straight Bourbon. Uh, I started to look into this. I uh, hit up their website, started to do a little research and everything like that. But then the crazy thing was, is that I got the great idea to hit up the distillery and they responded and they were actually really great at responding because um they they wrote back a lot of goodies so i wanted to i i sent out seven questions to them and they went all out responding this woman uh christine riggleman is amazing she's the master distiller there the owner and uh and i yeah let's just go through some of these questions Okay, so I started off saying, tell us a little bit about how the Starler... This, the, wow, wait, great way to start. <laughs> this is reading. I should it's, be better at she reading said, cool, now. sober up and type a little bit better because yeah, this question says, Go home, Cole, you're drunk. <laughs> All right. Okay, tell us a little bit about how the distillery was started up. What influences were there uh, on w- wanting to create these products? She said, uh, we have been open for five and a half years. We have two production facilities in two states, Afton, Virginia, and Poconos, Pennsylvania. We have 19 international awards so far. We produce uh, Berengay, uh, which is the Latin name for gorilla, uh, Strange, uh, and that's a, um, oh, I don't know if she explained what that is. But she says Strange Monkey Gin, Blackback Rye Whiskey, Blackback Honey Rye Whiskey, 
Blackback Sour Mash Whiskey, Blackback Alpha Series, uh, which is their barrel-proof products, uh, Barrel Aids Gin, Blackback Bourbon, and Blackback Moonshine 151 Proof, and a Christine Riggleman Reserve, which I thought was pretty cool, named it after herself. Uh, This entire (laughs) endeavor was inspired by a family uh, trip to Scotland. Uh, We only went to one distillery, Ben Nevis, but I fell in love with it, and that is what started the distilling journey. So Mm. I said, uh, I see the distillery was founded by a mother and daughter. Uh, That's amazing. What's it like to work together like that? And she said, we are the only, all caps, Mm. mother-daughter distilling duo in the world. There are some mother-daughter teams, but they do not both distill. It's amazing. We like to say I'm the craft behind the brand and Lauren's the science. I am one of only six or seven female master distillers, and Lauren is is actually a professor of distillation and brewing and is an international tutor for IBD, which I imagine is international uh, brewing and distilling or something like that. We love working together. We work long hours, but we have fun doing it together. Uh, In fact, uh, oh wait, sorry, fun fact, uh, (laughs) all three of my daughters uh, for us Wow. Wait, I got to read this right. Fun fact, all three of my daughters for us and even one of my... Oh, works for us. She skipped that word. Works for us and even one of my son-in-laws. It's truly a family business. I love working with my girls. We make sure we keep each other in check and we also keep uh, each other going when sometimes it gets rough. I am the first female master distiller to ever release a product under her name, Christine Riggleman Reserve. I won Best Bourbon at the NOLA uh, Bourbon Fest with it, which is, wow, that's a big deal for... Yeah. Um, uh, th- question number three. I said, I see you do not... Dist- uh, uh, wow. Uh, I see you do not source <laughs> distillate, unless I'm mistaken, and that seems pretty hard to do when starting up an industry, uh, in the industry. I'm a- and she goes, uh, and I said, I commend you for that. How's it been starting everything on your own? And uh, she says she's luckily I'm a very patient person and I was willing to wait for providing a great product for our customers. I was pressured by a lot of consultants and people in the industry to just buy some to start, but I held my ground and I wanted to do it my way and to do it right. So uh, pause for a second on this Mm -hmm. reading the interview. Um, that's a big deal, Christine and, uh, listeners out there, there's, you, you know, that there are so many distilleries that start up and grab from MGP or other, um, distilleries just to get their juice. And most of it is MGP or potentially like Canadian whiskey. Um, it takes a few years to get a straight bourbon whiskey. It takes at least two years to get a straight bourbon whiskey. So she put in the time and the effort and it's starting to pay off now. It seems. It's, it, uh, so the it, go it's ahead commendable in general and it just this is a cool story like kind of makes me i i want to reach out now and be like hey this is awesome like <laughs> it's just really cool yeah yeah and it's something like she's very proud of and and i i imagine this is going to be a great product too well i just um, i just like mm-hmm. i just hope that one of my daughters will be like dad let's let's drink some whiskey you know like <laughs> no like n- not until they're 21 obviously like of hey, course hey you know what like sixth grade like let's calm that down kid uh no not yeah. then but like when they get older just like but for them to like someone to, like and i think it's a little more rare for females in general to like whiskey um mm-hmm. so it's just cool to see like a mother and daughter team doing it that's really awesome yeah i agree 
That's awesome. Uh, I asked her about, this is, you know where my heart is in this question, Robbie. I said, what kind of barrels do you use for Uh silverback bourbon? Uh Uh-oh. She says, I don't think she answered my question according to what I was thinking, but she answered it, and I have a good feeling about this one. She says, uh, we use two main sources, ISC, which is the independent stave company, which a lot of big distilleries use, uh, and then Barrel Mill. We have, or they have both been absolutely amazing to us and cherish, and I cherish our relationship with both of the Cooperages and its employees. Uh, we've even made the trek to Kentucky for an employee trip, uh, field trip to visit the independent stave company, which is pretty cool. Uh, my guess is they are large barrels. I'm just guessing. Okay. Uh, next question I asked was, why the name Silverback? I mentioned there are not many gorillas in Pennsylvania and Virginia. <laughs> and she goes, the name Silverback, I'll try to keep it brief. Silverback is my baby, my dream. My husband had his own Department of Defense company, that he w- and he was former Air Force. As he says, I gave up my dreams and work goals for years to help him achieve his. So when we had the opportunity and time to start my dream... I wanted to name it after him for believing in what I wanted. And I took all of our money, <laughs> she says. <laughs> uh, so I, I at least needed to name it all after him. Well, his nickname at least, which is Silverback. We have three daughters and he grayed really early, so they called him Silverback. Oh. Uh, I asked her, what makes your blackback straight bourbon different from others? And she says, my blackback bourbon... Uh, don't oh wait you know i'm gonna hold this one off because she wants to tell you robbie what is special about this after you drink it so remind me as we're drinking it what makes this special and i think i think it's pretty cool i'll skip to the next question uh and i really commend her answer to this question uh i said what's next for the distillery and she says we are currently supplying hospitals and first responders with hand sanitizer we are working nonstop to help them get through this pandemic this is our main concentration right now. We have the equipment and skill set to help, so shame on us if we didn't. As to normal operations, we hope to add a few more locations within Pennsylvania over the next few years. We hope to work uh, to continue to work with the ABC in Virginia, the Alcoholic Beverage Control Board um, in Virginia, and get better laws on the books. ABC takes 54% of every bottle we sell oh, through boy. their stores. I know, and that's where, oh, it's the geez. only place you can sell it in Virginia. Um, and if we sell it out of our distillery, they only take 34% of every bottle, which is also pretty bad. Um, so we are working to try to get them to stop taking profits from us when in Virginia, they do not take anything from breweries, wineries, or cideries, just distilleries. Very frustrating, but we won't give up on fighting the archaic laws. We hope to release our rum next in the next year and uh, to do a few more collaborations with some of the other businesses in our area. A local cidery, Blue Toad Cidery, just released two new products and they were aged in our bourbon and rye barrels. That's so we cool. are also adding to our family. Uh, or we are also adding to our family. Two of my three daughters are expecting my first two grandbabies in the next few months. We are excited. Oh, I can't wait to bring them to work and with grandma and learn their trade or to learn their trade. Uh, how early is too early to start teaching them? <laughs> so thank you, Christine Riggleman. Yeah. You are the woman. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast and I hope this podcast gets more people interested in your products. So uh, that's all I got for the history, except for the sixth question, which we'll get to after we drink but uh what do you say we pop open these little sample bottles i am ready dude you know that's awesome like 
you know, we like we'll reach out to places, and we this that's like probably the first time minus the you guys getting the sample from a uh, uh, Great Buffalo. Lakes. Um, oh oh yeah, that too. yeah, that too. And then you had the Buffalo Trace one. So, but Buffalo Trace really didn't really give much on the whole. Uh, oh gosh, what's what's the one you guys got? It was the uh, amaranth, right? Yeah. So mm. that's it's cool to get some background and get some um, interaction with a distillery, especially one that sounds as cool as that. So that's awesome. I'm super excited for this. Yeah, nah, it should be good. So good smell so far. I'm using my uh, long stemmed Glencairns today. I'm using the same exact Glencairns I always use because I only have one set of Glencairns and they're just <laughs> regular. <laughs> Ooh, toffee. Okay. Now can I? I'm, sweet. So I'm apple-y. getting it's sweet and appley, but I'm also getting a little bit of one of my least favorite notes, and that's uh, dirty rag. Um, <laughs> nope. Foot. Uh, nope. Moose. Moose barf. <laughs> Latex. I do, for some reason I get latex off of. What do you? I, what else do you get it with? Like I mentioned it last week, we were talking about the Woodenville bourbon. Woodenville bourbon. I get a little bit of late. I get latex on. Oh, and now I didn't get that interesting. one. Last time I had it, I got it strong. The, the first couple of times I had it, I never got that. And then the last couple of times I've had the Woodenville bourbon, I got latex. Um, not getting it super strong. There's a little bit there, but I'm I am getting that sweet. There's some toffee for sure. Um. Just a little bit of that latex smell for me, but mm-hmm. not a lot. And let me I'm say this: a woody, woody <laughs> coffee. <laughs> gotta finish Dang that. It, sen- you gotta Robbie. finish that sentence quick, there, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pause like that on that sentence. <laughs> That's funny. That's a little bit of what kind of wood? Oaky wood. Oak. Okay, you're getting a little bit of oak. There's a snake yeah. in Cole's boot. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Chill Filtered, where Cole doesn't know what's coming out of his mouth. But yeah, Ooh. a little oaky, a little toffee, a little appley, and oh. like baking apples in this case. Ooh, do you sip it yet? I just did, and I'm getting like zero latex on the on the palate, and mm. I got like this super cool mouthfeel. It just so this is not iced or anything like that, but it was like super. It felt chilled, like it felt like I had an ice cube in it. Taste like it just had that like a cooling effect over my mouth. I've never, mm-hmm. to my recollection, have had like a a palate something like go, go across my palate like that. That was the mouthfeel. Oh, that was good. Have you gotten for a sip mm-hmm. yet? Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, it's it's um a little on the mouthfeel. I do feel it's not as velvety as like something like uh, Glendronic or or like Abulor in terms of like you know, of course those are scotches, but it's got a little velvetiness. It to does it. have velvetiness. That's a good way mm-hmm. to put it. That's exactly what it to me it is. It, to me, it's got a yeah. lot. I've... It's the the oak is there. But it's mm-hmm. not overpowering. But it's there. It's almost a chocolatey um, oakiness. Okay. Uh, a little bit of butterscotch. But th- more toffee than butterscotch, in my opinion. So I'm going to go out on a limb. Because to me, this isn't super sweet. And I don't necessarily like a super sweet 
whiskey. I know mm. you do. So I think I might rate this higher than you just based off on that right yeah. now. I'm getting a little bit of mintiness too, which I love in a whiskey. Mm. Um, I can see the toffee. I can see that. There's some sweetness. There's definitely some sweetness there, but I think um, it lingers like the... It just like I'm still getting like just sweetness just sitting on my palate after a while. Like it's been about a mm-hmm. probably a minute, minute and a half, and like it's really there. It's good. I like that. I'll be honest, the um the oakiness that I mentioned sits there and gets better with time. I was worried it would get astringent mm-hmm. a little bit and uh just too oaky. It's a really pleasant oakiness. And normally I'm very sensitive to oak and I can just be like, nope, too oaky, I'm out. Um, but this is this is good. It's really good. I love it. I don't even want to put water on it. That is so good like that. I'm going to drop some water though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to drop a little too. So how my little dropper. What's the MSRP on this? What do they sell it for? Ooh, you bring up a great question, Robbie. So you asked uh, every question other than how much does it cost. That's all right. Yeah, I didn't get the total wine price. We'll have to look that up here in a little bit. We'll get that. Yeah. But it is, I, mean, I do know. Crap. Do I know? No. Keep going, Robbie. Drink. Drink quick. So on the nose, the latex for me has gone away. I'm getting a little more vapor with the water. Um, a little bit of apple-y. A little bit of that sweet, maybe a toffee to it. I don't know. But uh, it definitely, definitely still smells. I think I like it a little bit better with the water on the nose for sure. I'm not getting the latex, which I like. So I'm gonna go for a sip here. If you're okay. ready, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm seeing it at least on one site, pstreetwines.com, is selling it for twenty twenty dollars off of ninety nine dollars at seventy nine ninety nine. I don't know if that's the official MSRP. Um. But that's what I'm seeing online, and okay, that's probably around what it is. Yeah, and you know, given what she was saying just about taxes, what that like to to make money on it, I, I, that makes sense. Oh, they sell it from the distillery itself. I yeah, it's forty nine dollars. Oh yeah, wow, which is really much better price. Yeah. Oh man, for that and I, would... I forgot to mention it's eighty six proof, so low but not too low. No, I mean it's it's a good it's a good tipple. It's a good sip. It's a, a tipple and a tot. I'm tippled. He's tot. We like our whiskeys <sighs> more than a lot. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's a yeah. No, I mean if you can if you live near there and you can get a bottle, I like just off the need alone, go for it. Um, I drop mm-hmm. my water. The nose is better with water, in my opinion. The um, it's this. There's some complexity to this because, for me, I got a little bit more like that mintiness kind of turned to a little bit of cinnamon, which is interesting for a bourbon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I usually get that off of rye. Um, it's there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot to sip and really kind of take in. So I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah. The sweetness is. I think it is sweet, but it's like, um, it is like. Cereal wise, if we're gonna talk about our fruit loops and all that like we did last week, this is this is Wheaties sweet or even frosted <laughs> mini wheats sweet. As opposed to, you know, your your uh honey smacks sweet. <laughs> so sponsor oh, us Kellogg's and post 
than General Mills. And is Post still a thing? Post has got to be still. In the big bags that are generic on the bottom, we'll take a sponsorship there. The Malto Meats, or what are the Malto Meats? Malto something. Malto Meat sounds like the worst cereal you could ever buy, Cole. It's barbecue cereal. (laughs) (laughs) With real chunks of gristle. Malto meal, or is it meal? Mal- I think it's malto meal. Was it malto meal? Isn't it like kind of like the uh, grits, instant kind know. of cereal stuff? It might be. I think, uh, so I'm going to answer that that sixth question now. The question was, "What makes your black bag straight bourbon different?" She says, uh, "Don't tell them until they drink and see their reaction." Uh, it is a weeded bourbon. Uh, oh. No rye in the mash bill, so it's it's pretty much sounds like it's just corn and wheat. Uh, it has been called a butterscotch bomb, and she says, "I am a firm believer that every step of the process matters and how you do it." I am. I do not look at being a master distiller from a science perspective. I am an artist creating a work of art uh, for you to drink and enjoy. It brings me so much happiness to see the reaction on someone's face uh, and the pure joy from drinking our products. That's what keeps me going on long days, distilling and producing. I want to make people happy. And I think she did a good thing there. Like, uh, weeded mash bills are, I think, more of a hit in general. Especially Mm -hmm. even, like, people that aren't into whiskey. I think people can really appreciate a good weeded mash bill. Yeah. But see, you said frosted mini wheats. And you knew the sixth question, Cole. I did. But it made Uh, sense still, I think. Well, I I find that even more extraordinary because typically, like, I get that, like, on the, with the water, I got that cinnamon kind of a flavor to it. And that's typically, I get that from a rye. So the fact that it's not mm-hmm. rye at all, but it's a wheat, like, that's special. I like that. Yeah. I think the, the thing that's standing out so far, and just to give a little notes on my water pour, uh, was that the oakiness is there, but it's, it's not subtle, but it's not overpowering. It's just there, and it's a good okay. thing—the oakiness. But it's yeah. it's really impressive, and and to I still don't even know if they use small barrels, but it's balanced. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing not. Uh, but if they do, good on you. It's working. Uh, I just uh, let my bus driver drop that cube. All right, I my bus driver dropped my cube a little bit ago, and Ooh, then- I like the nose. Yeah, I'm getting a little. It's a little more appley to me. Like, mm-hmm. And there's definitely I'm a little like, strawberries. I'm getting more of the toffee to me. So there's more fruit and a little bit more of that sweetness. And the sweetness came out a lot with the ice. Hmm. I will say, yeah. Like so far, like before I even take my sip here of the the iced, this is really it's a it's a fun bourbon. Like it, I am really mm-hmm. enjoying this. I don't know if it's just because I'm kind of in like a woohoo party mood kind of a thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm really like I'm having fun with it. It's a good one. I like this a lot. So, yeah, and ice does not ruin it. I think ice, at least, is the same, if not better. But it's sometimes cer- ice, you're like, ah, oh, it's that bitterness at the end. No, this this doesn't get that bitterness. It's still sweet, still good, still a little bit of that oak and a little bit of that toffee. Yeah, like you're. I think you hit a good point. Like. I want. I want to say like we're on a streak where ice has ruined something for one of us. The last, you know, three of the four last episodes, and this mm-hmm. it doesn't ruin. It's good. Like 
uh, I think this is there's some complexity to this one. This is one that you want to pull out with friends um, who really yeah. appreciate whiskey and say, "All right, what are you getting?" Like, you can, there's a lot of complexity here, so you can definitely have fun with this one. This is good. I like this, and good on them, especially for you know doing their own juice and everything on their own. Like, this is really good. Like yeah. she did yeah, not, and for she being did not waste her, a bottle, and she did not waste her husband's money because you know what? Yeah, she produced a fine pour for sure here. So yeah. I'm loving it. This is good, Christine. You should be proud of yourself. This is a good product, and I'm proud of you for making your own product and only selling a 750 for 49 dollars. That's you don't see that. Like I'm trying to think of others like. uh what is it? I think uh, Great Lakes uh, distilled and barreled their own stuff. And they were, I want to say they were like 80 or like 70 a pop, which is good. You know, and their product was good, especially their rye. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't have many complaints. I think no. it's not, the only complaint I have is it's not blowing my mind, but that's not a complaint. Like that's rare for most bottles to even do that. But I think this is good. Well, it's, it's you know. When you've had a lot of whiskeys, it's hard to blow yeah. your mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but this one stands up. Like, this is this is a fun one for sure. Like, if you get a chance to get it, go for it because yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a lot of good discussion out of it at least. So yeah, and I'd say if you're looking for something with pre- like the oak is really standing out, but not overwhelming, this is it. Yeah. If you want like a old fashioned that shows a little more oak in it and you're willing to mix this, this would be great. Well, I just, just with the complexity of like, I'm getting different things each way. Like this is one I want to mix with. I want to see how, you know, cause I don't yeah. know what's going to, what it's going to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make some cocktails with it for sure, because it'll be fun to see what comes out. It's, it's fun. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm gonna formulate a uh, rating in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have it. Okay, you go first. Uh, this one's good. Uh, I put it in a mid like it. Um, not a high, not a not love its status, but I do like it. Uh, very certainly, I do. Uh, this is a seven point nine for me. Um, it is good. The price is good. And I don't always like to just say based on the price, but the price is good for what this is. Um, the Oak is good. I think what more than I even like it, I'm impressed by it. Um, the balance is very good. Um, Oak sweet, uh, weededness, um, toffee, little bit of vanilla, little bit of apples. It's it is complex. And and for a micro distillery and for a built your own type product, that surprises me how good this is for that. And not to say like Christine is not competing and her daughter, uh, I forget her name, Lindsay or something. Uh I got to know this just so I can <laughs> shout her shout her out. Uh here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um uh, Great. Ooh, uh, I got nothing. Oh man, Cole. It's totally there. She's totally here. Anyway, go ahead and continue your thought, and then you, yes. you'll have time to so look at it go. later. Uh Christine's daughter, you were great. Uh but yeah, for for what they're doing, they're 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 above the curve. 
is what I what I'm saying Absolutely. about this is those who start their own distillery and really produce their own stuff. This is better than most. Uh, I would say on the top 10% probably of those type of distilleries. So Christine, that's great. Um, Silverback Distillery in general, you guys are great. Keep it up. I want to see older products too. That would be amazing. Um, and I'm sure you'll have time for that and sure you'll have the um, ability to do that too. I would love to see this improve even more too. So I think it can only go up from here. So that's why I gave it a 7.9. Perfect. Um, I'm right there with you. I was just going to go straight eight on it. I, uh, it's, uh, it's really good. It's really good. I think if you can find it, you know, if you're in Virginia yeah. and you're able to grab it, grab a bottle, grab two bottles, grab a grab third it from bottle, the distillery. And put it in the courier and send it to us. Cause I yeah. love this. This is, uh, this is one of my favorites. I think, I think, um, especially when you can get behind like a smaller kind of organization a smaller company and you just say yeah. hey i mean given time and given you know if they can continue this process i'm like they can come up with some great stuff because this is really complex yeah. it's a fun one like you were getting notes i was kind of getting and then you were getting notes that i wasn't getting at all and i feel like uh-huh. i was getting notes you oh cole are you yawning no i'm not yawning oh my gosh um, but I was getting notes. I feel like you weren't really getting. So I think this is, this is a good discussion whiskey. It's a good one to sit down yeah, with. And I you agree. just, um, I think it's a great, um, warm weather one too. Like it, it had a good mouthfeel to makes me feel where it's just like, um, it was lighter, I think on the mouth, which is nice for warmer weather. So it's a great one. Yeah. So I'm going straight eight on it. Um, nice. love it. I, I love it. Um, especially for what it is, you know, I think if you were to say, you know, this is, some sort of bigger, like if this is a Buffalo trace item, I would still like it a lot, but I think for, mm-hmm. especially for a micro distillery, this is a great whiskey. If you can get some, I agree. get your hands on it and, uh, get it a hands on extra one and put it in the courier for us. Cause we, yeah. I would love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this is awesome. Yeah, I like this it. This is great. I, I'm excited. Uh, this is a fun episode. It's, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, I mean, you know, I'm going to give it a hubba to what too. It's going to get a secondary reading of a hubba to what, like pleasantly surprised by this. I like that. I yeah. think it deserves a hubba to what too. It does. Yeah. But you know what else deserves a hubba to what? What's that, Cole? Whiskey World News. All right. It's that time of the show where we uh, read an article uh, about whiskey in no way, shape, or form claim any intellectual propriety over it uh just gonna read an article and just talk about it and you know hopefully you like to listen to it too and you think it, it provokes some thoughts for yourself so uh mm. this one comes from punchdrink.com and it's titled when johnny walker blue was king and written by aaron goldfarb johnny walker blue label lacks most of the attributes that excites today's whiskey geeks it's blended scotch not single malt at 40% ABV, it's relatively low proof. It's available on shelves year-round. It retails for less than 200 and it has absolutely no secondary market value. But back when it debuted in 1992, none of that mattered. It may be difficult for 20-something pappy stands to believe that there was a time when Blue Label was the most aspirational drink one could buy. A lovely, luxurious whiskey, wrote critic, drink critic Michael Jackson, probably not the Michael Jackson in 2001 <laughs> reviews for whiskey magazine. <laughs> Shamon. Uh, I Shamon. imagine 
<laughs> a restaurant called Cafe Opera first, a little frog, foie gras, then a couple of main lobsters. Foie gras? Foie gras? I think. I always thought it was foie. What the foie was I thinking, Cole? <laughs> I uh, don't know. What the foie? <laughs> Marin Glace and Blue Label. If Americans spent the 1960s, 70s, and 80s spurning whiskey in favor of vodka and peach schnapps in the late 80s and 90s, they refocused, led by the charge of Wall Street and Madison Avenue businessmen who were investing in status symbol drinks, including expensive California Chardonnay and Cabernet. It was around that time that the first brand of ambassadors from Guinness, UDV, the corporate predecessor of Diageo, began to key in on this demographic through market studies. Whiskey dinners were held all over the place, and marketing executives brought back a lot of data, says Robin Robinson. And I usually say data, but that time I said data. Don't knock mm. me too hard. Um, no, a long time whiskey as well. <laughs> a long time whiskey salesman and the author of Complete Whiskey Course: A Comprehensive Tasting School in Ten Classes. According to research, the ubiquitous Johnny Walker Red and Black Labels were considered entry-level and a little too harsh for the finance guy palette. When Blue Label hit the market, Robinson says it appeared to have been developed specifically for them, though the brand would have point to its history and the source of inspiration. Johnny Walker master blender Jim Beveridge says he took inspiration from Old Highland and the brand's inaugural product, released in 1867. Starting in 1987, Johnny Walker sold a somewhat similar product with a Blue Label and box, oldest, a blend of 15 to 60 year old whiskeys was phased out when Blue Label debuted. According to product specs, only 1 in 10,000 casks are suitable for Blue Label, and it's rumored to contain a single malt as old as 60 years, with none younger what? than 28. Blue Label offers what? no age statement, however, which naysayers suspect was a method for unloading stock that had overaged during the whiskey category's fallow period from the mid 1960s to the late 1980s. It was effing brilliant in its concept and its execution. Bold enough to be scotch, but mill enough that it didn't offend, said Robinson. It was the most perfect engineered whiskey ever created to that point. A triumph of marketing and production. I'm going to skip ahead here just a little bit. Um, give me just a second here. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Um... To men of a certain age, Blue Label always represent a specific pinnacle. It even became a trope of 21st century television. In season one of Kirby Enthusiasm, Larry David's then-wife Cheryl gives their agent friend Jeff Green a bottle for landing her role in a staging of the vagina monologues. In in 30 Rock, Jack Donaghy, Alec Baldwin's conservative network head, stocks Blue Label on his office bar cart, and in Billions, Showtime's drama series about the hedge fund hijinks, Blue Label is situated in the modern whiskey pecking order where the young hotshots drink Michter Celebration, a $5,000 bottle simply released in limited supply every three years. The older businessmen like Chuck Rhodes Sr. still cleans glasses a full of Blue Label, a reference that is lost on younger viewers. Hmm. So anyway, I thought yeah, um, you sent that to me today and I read it and I was like, it was just kind of a fun article and it, um, you know, it made, me, made me think a little bit just about whiskey in general and um, I know you posted today on our Instagram just talking about uh, Buffalo Trace kind of being mm-hmm. hard to find soon, but I, I, it's just kind of fun to think. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts in general on the article? Yeah. No, I think it is funny because like when I worked at the bar in Richmond, people would come in and be like, ah, I see you have Johnny Walker Blue. 
And I've had oh, really? Johnny Walker Blue, and it's it's decent. Don't get me wrong, but I've had so many that beat that in this, even in the Scotch department. Uh, and but I think it's cool, like even hearing about what like made it so special back in the day. Like it was like really trying to aim for this, like one of the best Scotch products you can do by blending. Um, and so, but it's interesting they said like one in ten thousand or something like that. But I find that funny because. First of all, I always see it on shelves. I mean, it's more expensive than one. It should be, in my opinion, but also more expensive than the most. Uh, but I thought it was funny that yeah, they said that many um, because it's a blended scotch. And blended normally means it's from multiple distilleries. And so it, if you look at it that way, multiple distilleries have, you know, probably millions of barrels. So you're only, you know, you're picking... A hundred per, or no, is that a hundred? Yeah, hundred per. So, um, or a hundred out of all those, or whatever. I don't know. One hundredth, one out of a hundred. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I can't do math today. Don't worry. Oh no, I that's do math bad for a living. Yeah, what's that? That's, I mean, for a math man, that's bad that you can't do math today. I won't tell your boss. I know. I know. Don't. Um. But I thought it was I thought it was cool that uh, it was really trying to get to the pinnacle of whiskey at the time. But now you you know you got as it mentioned like Victor Celebration or you know you get antique collection bottles that people will spend so much more on. It. The the thing about Johnny Walker Blue and here's what it all comes down to in terms of rarity and collectability. You really won't see Johnny Walker Blue on a secondary market up uptick. Like it won't be a lot more than what you'll see it on a shelf for. Uh, one, because it's not super rare. Two, because it's not super coveted anymore, which is something to say. Um, but I, it's good. It is good, uh, especially for a blended scotch. Uh, but it's, you know, people at the bourbon boom and all these people are just like really looking for the rarity, looking for the special stuff. And sadly, Johnny Walker Blue is not on that level anymore. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I I don't know. It's just I think the article in general points out some of just just the whiskey industry in general. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, you this whiskey is good. It's not great, mm. but it's good. But you know what? You yeah. also can't get it. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the fun things about whiskey is it's like, I want to try everything. I want to try everything mm-hmm. and I want to have an opinion on everything and I want to know what everything is. Um, so when you make something a little, you know, more challenging to get, it makes that more mm-hmm. coveted, you know, and for if, sure, you know, and I, th- but I think it's kind of cool in the same sense where it's like, if you were to say, okay, we're only going to release X amount of Johnny Walker blues. And by the way, there is some 60 year old casks in there. If they were yeah. to do that, like, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know, at this point, Johnny Walker's name probably isn't, like, going to draw people in. But if they did, like, a, you know, a smaller shell company off of it and they're like, this is blah, blah, blah. It's a very, yeah, like, you know, you might be able to get that. It's got 60-year-old whiskey in it and it's a blend mm-hmm. and um, you might be able to. So, I just, I, I don't know. It just kind of made me laugh where I'm thinking, like, it's, it's marketing, right? Like. Yeah. It's all how you market things and things like, you know, yeah. um, there's a book called, uh, gosh, I listened to it last summer called whiskey business 
and it just uh-huh. talks it talks about um marketing of spirits in America and the craft movement kind of a thing and how they cool. kind of took off with that. So, and it definitely talked about the, the movement from blended to single malts and stuff like that. So it's just interesting to me. It's a lot of marketing and it's how you present things. And, um, so I don't know. It's, it's fun to think, you know, even the trope aspect of it, I started watching, uh, Kirby enthusiasm this week and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, <laughs> so uh-huh. I'll be looking for that more. I haven't had any job Johnny Walker blue, but I remember there was a time when I first started drinking whiskey where I thought, Ooh, it's Johnny Walker in general. You know what I mean? Where you just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you hear names and it kind of, at least for guys my age, it might bring up memories of like, that's the good whiskey. So I don't know. Yeah. It was uh-huh. a fun article. I liked it. So yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for the next portion of our show. What whiskey would you choose? So last time I looked, and I didn't check the final score, but last time I looked, you were winning by one vote. Ooh, really? Because I just checked. Because I messed up. I'm sorry, folks. I messed up. I usually put them on Wednesday. But cool. As of recording time, you are winning by one vote. Hey! hey oh! So, if it's a Friday night and you're cooking up some beef, it's not a special night in any regard. It's just, it's a Friday, you're ending your work week, you're grilling up some beef. Are you going to choose some Woodford Reserve, or are you going with EHT, uh, small, was it small batch, or was it, yeah, small uh, batch. Yeah, small batch. Yeah. And more people are choosing the small batch, although... Barely. Barely, yeah. So it was a close one, but uh, we had some good write-ins. We didn't have any spammer of the week. No one, no spam. No one spammed. Was like awesome guys. I know. Like, I think that's the problem with putting it out. I think we had a troll for twenty-four hours, and we'll pick up something. But uh, <laughs> Caleb Olson, the Bourbon Badger, said he would go with an Elijah Craig store pick. Um, nice. Miles Ferguson, Kilted Five Eighteen, said any not too expensive Islay smoke. Smoked peat goes with smoked meat, and I like that. Smoked peat, smoked meat. That should go up there with, I go nuts for sherry butts. Yep, sherry butts drive me nuts. I was just thinking the same thing. So smoked peat goes with smoked meat. That's a good shirt right there. (laughs) Hey, Miles, thank you for this. You've you've brought something. That's our new tagline. I love it. Yeah. Joel M 9 says, Lagavulin 16 goes great with pepper steak and potatoes. Fubers. Few beers first, though, so you can kind of yeah, warm it up and then uh, bring out the good stuff later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man, and they butchered this last week. It's our Canadian. William from Canada. Yes. Broaxcatosasoa? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, uh, Nika straight from the barrel, just fancy enough for a relaxing evening, hitting all the right spots, and I like that. Yeah. And then whiskey underscore in underscore revelry says wild turkey one one the spice goes great with the meat and I like that too because it's that's a, a good answer yeah it's an inexpensive bottle you can pick it up it's we not nothing too that. special we do so yeah add Woodford and wild turkey one hundred one to that we got to do yeah. that so and something dickle we got to do a George dickle <laughs> we do yeah. we do for sure so all right cool you got a you got a scenario for us this week all right. Here goes. This is based on a true story. Um, my dad. True a few story. Years ago, true story. You ever? Do you ever watch uh, the Real World back in the day? Apparently not, because I oh, just went man. really high on that. Um, <laughs> Did note season yeah. two, L.A. John Brennan. True story. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look into this. Someone, someone so, my age story. might get that. 
true story. <laughs> um, my dad, uh, during, around Christmas a few years ago, says to me, so so I says to him, no, he comes to me and says, hey, you're into whiskey. I want to buy my employees because he, he was the boss of a few people. Uh, he had some direct reports, one might say. But so his employees, he wants to buy them something whiskey wise. And so something comes into play with that is you want something that's not your average. Uh, you want something that is cheap. You know, you're buying for maybe like five people. Uh, so your employees, you want to make them happy. And then, but you, yeah, you don't want to get something that they had before, but you also want to get something that's special in a way. So this is different than, than your average, what we see where you choose. Your dad's getting these things, or maybe you're even getting some things for your employees. Uh, Robbie, do you have uh, direct reports? Like, do you have uh, a teacher's assistant? Yeah, I have some pairs that work with me. Some of them like whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know where I'm at. Do you know what you're getting? Okay. What you're buying them? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, you go first. So uh, was it Caleb? Caleb Olson, the bird badger, a uh, couple months ago was like, "Hey, you guys have rare breed in Idaho on sale." I bought a bottle, and that is my like go to. I love it now. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm gonna buy some uh, wild turkey rare breed. Um, what was it on sale for again? I got it for forty. That's two hundred bucks, Robbie, for your five employees. Okay, well, you know what, Cole? You usually like okay. Cole's gonna buy Eagle Rare seventeen <laughs> for everything. So now I'm gonna call you out. So I don't know. For I don't know if I actually feel like forty is a good range. So I will say, in my position, I like they're not my employees. Like, so my paraeducators, they're not my employees. And I only mm-hmm. have like three that would be like, give me a whiskey bottle. So for me, that's, mm. you know, 120 to 150. So yeah. I'm going to go rare breed. Um, okay. Because it's kind of outside. Like I would say like my go-to to like buy for somebody is kind of, is probably like the Four Roses small batch. I think that's a great bottle of, at like around 30 to $35. But mm-hmm. for this scenario, because I go to Four Roses a lot, for this scenario, I'm going to go for uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Cool. If you get it cheap on sale. Yes. Okay. Fine. Cool. The guy who always gets the most <laughs> expensive. I'm getting them what? Three year ride. I'm going to get them Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> what are Each you buying? One Cole? of them. What are you going to no, buy? So, maybe, uh, I, maybe I'm just a better boss than you and I'm buying him a better whiskey. What are you going to buy? Yeah. So, I, the first year, I told my dad that what is it crown royal northern harvest rye won the world whiskey of the year yeah and he was like oh that's like less than 30 bucks a pop and i was like you know what they're worth less than 30 bucks a pop and they're good for a like really good for a less than 30 dollar whiskey um i believe it's 100 percent rye mash and um yeah i i love that bottle for what it's worth absolutely would i put that bottle as a world whiskey of the year heck no but for thirty, or like it's obviously. I mean, it's honestly like twenty five bucks, um, and and I wouldn't want to go like Buffalo Trace because that sometimes is hard to find. Um, so, but you could pretty much always find Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye for your employees. So I'm gonna go with that. That's a good pick. Yep. I like that. Yeah, especially Thanks. from a couple years ago because that was that used to be my go to 
gift a whiskey bottle. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. And then you get to claim, like, I'm giving you the World Whiskey of the Year from, like, 2015 or 16. Yeah. Which seems like a lifetime ago. It does. It does. Getting old, man. Yeah. Getting old. For sure. So, so I guess that's most of our episode. <laughs> it's most of the goodies. It just, it just took a downturn in your tone of voice there, Cole. Yeah, it's like when the the episode where I decided I wasn't going to go to Boise. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> we got you having fun, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, back to yeah. reality. Then the sads come again. But I w- Okay, so for this episode, I will say this silverback was awesome. If you can find some, pick it up. So good. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and commendable. Commendable and surprising and hubba to what? Hubba to what for sure. Hubba to what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next episode is the hundredth episode. And I reached out. So Buffalo Trace, and don't get excited, everyone. There was a letdown here. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Trace just announced their 18-year marriage, hundred proof. E.H. Taylor Special Edition this year. It is a mixture of Mashbills 1, 2, and Weeded Mashbill. Uh, 18 years old, at least. Insane. And we got uh, it? But No, we didn't what? get it. Uh, they are not doing media samples oh. uh, for this release. Because cool. it's so rare, apparently. Oh. So that would have been amazing, though. 100 yeah. proof that, like, oh my goodness. Like, I would have pushed back that episode if we didn't get it yet. I would have been like, not worth it. We're going to hold off another week until we get it in the, the courier. And then, yeah, but, yeah, not going to um, <laughs> not gonna happen. Well, thanks for so, letting everybody down. Yeah, so just, yeah. If anyone finds that bottle and is generous enough to let us try it, oh my goodness, would you get the most shout-outs in history of Chill Filtered? You get a um, shout-out for the next 100 episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, So let's talk about this, Robbie. I don't, maybe we should put it to a vote. Um, I've but got I an idea for bring a vote. The, the, what's that? I've got an idea for a vote here. So Okay, bring it on. So you are, well... Last episode, you mentioned you're thinking if we don't kind of get something, you're gonna go. We're gonna go do this uh, 2019 stag. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking maybe that. Yeah, which I'm okay. still down for. Okay. So I say because stag is that's antique. It's fun. It's uh, yeah. It's special for sure. For sure. My thought is we got we got to go with something bonded. Okay, hundred proof. Yeah. Hundredth episode. Um, I'm saying we just go Henry McKenna on it. The bottled and bond tenure against the stack. So here's here's my issue with that. Okay, I left my McKenna in Virginia oh, to be is, couriered out like here eventually. My second favorite country song. Yeah, I left exactly. my McKenna in Virginia. Oh, bring out the steel guitar. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, so that is an issue. All right, yeah. but I was thinking maybe doing a vote between. Colonel E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof Batch 8 and Stags Senior. Okay, I like that. Let's do that. Okay. So two big head, big heavy hitters. Um, Buffalo Trace products. Both going to be fantastic. I already know it. Either way, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So Mashville number one, both of them. Um, barrel Proof, both of them. 
one's just probably aged a little longer. I like it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. Can I say something real quick, Cole? Say it. I just want to say thank you for listening. I know things are weird right now, and like we've been talking, like our listens are down, and that's not a big deal to us because Cole and I are going to do this for free. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we love that's it. Sure. I know our listens are down. People, much fun. people aren't commuting, uh, so people aren't listening as much to the podcast. So if you're listening with us right now, I just want to say thanks for being with us uh, during all yeah. of this. And uh, you know, you're awesome. We appreciate it. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on yeah. Facebook. Talk to us. We love the community is the biggest part, you know. So appreciate you guys is uh, hanging with us. Hope you're doing well, Cole. I hope you perfect your pork shoulder recipe. Yeah. Uh, but most of all, folks. I, oh, go ahead, Cole. What do you hope? I hope that you perfect your pork shoulder recipe. Oh, I hope I perfect my tri-tip tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, but most of all, listeners, we hope our love of whiskey has lifted yours. Wait. You Wait, just what? said whiskey. <laughs> our love of whiskey. <laughs> but most Lift of all, Lift your folks, whiskey. We hope that you lift a whiskey spirit and... <laughs> Son of a gun. I'll take care of this, Robbie. Listeners, we hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. 